is The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this first show of 2024. And joining us now online, it's star reporter for WCAX News, Calvin Cutler. Good morning, Calvin. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Happy New Year. Happy Same New Year. Same to you. Same to you. And so let's, uh, Calvin, starting tomorrow, it, the fun all starts, begins again. The legislature uh, is st- gavels into session. So uh, what, as a person who is there all the time covering, covering it for CX, what do we expect right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I think there's several big, you know, topics or several big buckets that are going to be, you know, taking center stage. Of course, this is like the second year of the biennium. Everybody's back in the building, of course, pre or after COVID, uh, second year of the biennium. So there's a little bit more pressure to get things done. Um, it was a big year last year with, you know, big spending on child care and other big initiatives. Uh, but, you know, this year, you know, as we've talked about, money is also going to be a little tighter as well. Uh, a lot of the COVID cash that's been funding big initiatives the past few years and big one-time investments, a lot of that is, is starting to, to dry up. And so I think at the same time, though, there's still a lot of challenges where we're still seeing healthcare costs are continuing to rise. That's playing out in many ways across state government. Um, there's public safety concerns uh, dealing with, you know, homelessness. Uh, the rising opioid epidemic and others, um, you know, in Burlington and in other communities across the state. And then, of course, there's big questions about, you know, flooding. You know, what will Vermont have to pay to the federal government, uh, you know, as a result of this summer's floods um, for the FEMA match? But then, of course, what can we do in the short term to help mitigate flooding and to prepare ourselves for the next storm? But then also long term, uh, you know, what are some initiatives that the state can get rolling now to try to, you know, make, give water places to go and, and better prepare. So, uh, you know, there's <laughs> there's always a lot of work. Every session uh, really, really is busy. Um, but there's certainly a, a lot of really big issues uh, this time around. And as well, it, it is an election year, too. So that's also hanging over the state house. Oh, yeah. Always in the second year, for sure. The elections are always hanging over. But uh, so, Calvin... As you, we head into that first day tomorrow, and for you as a reporter for CX, so are you? Are you already like putting together how you're going to play the story tomorrow? What what angle you will be covering tomorrow? You know, I think the the big that's a good question, and it's tough to say. I mean, it's not really until you get into the state house until you really start talking to people that you know. What's the story? I mean, certainly there's always the pomp and circumstance. You know, coming back to the legislature day one. Um, you know, th- this is the first time some lawmakers will actually be in Montpelier to see the recovery process and to see how things have been going from the flooding. Um, but for a lot of new lawmakers as well, as you remember, we had a third of the entire legislature turnover last year. So this is the second year for um, a pretty newer legislature. So I think that's one of the, the storylines that we'll be looking for. And of course, we also you know, try to take a look at what are some of the big bills that will be introduced on day one. Um, I know we've reported and we've talked about um, there's a, a harm reduction bill, um, you know, allowing for so-called safe injection sites uh, to be, you know, uh, set up on, on day one. The legislature plans on taking that up. But I think it's, you know, there's going to be other issues about housing and, and school construction and, um, and, and flooding and other things. So I think it's, 
you know, I mean, there is a little bit of the pomp and circumstance on, on day one and sort of that first day of school um, feeling to it. Yeah. That's part of the story. But then also, what what's the big policies that they're going to be able to, to start tackling? And what's the governor also going to be talking about later this week for his state of the state? Yeah, his state of the state is on, I, I should, you think I remember this. I know it's not the first day. It's either, is it Wednesday or it's Thursday, right? Thursday, correct, yep. Right. You think I remember that. I was there 18 years. <laughs> but, <laughs> not Thursday. But, um, so, and then it looks like, as you mentioned, the, the uh, safe injection site proposal. So they, and they're diving right into that right at the start of the session, which again shows you that they're not going to chat, they're not going to shy away from challenging the governor because the governor has been clear that he is a, opponent of that and has even said on the show or he may not have said it point blank but it's pretty clear that he would veto that yeah exactly and i mean i think you know we, we did speak with the senate president pro tem phil baruth and uh house speaker jill krowinski and they said they do want to you know be able to come to the table with the governor on some of these bigger issues about you know government spending and property taxes and, and things like that but they see the uh, the drug crisis in, in Burlington and elsewhere as such a really big priority that this needs to be addressed right now. Um, they say that this will help with both, you know, the needles that, that people are seeing, you know, in public spaces, but also, you know, trying to connect people with services as well. I mean, to your point, uh, you know, the governor has vetoed something like this before, so it's not, uh, it, it's a pretty controversial, um, you know, policy in, in some areas. And there's a lot of hard feelings and uh, strong feelings about it on, on both sides. But, um, yeah, so it certainly seems like, at least as of right now, this is going to be tackled on day one. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see where it goes. How about between, uh, when we think about battles between the majority party with the supermajority and the governor, but also between the Senate and the House, because it looks like there is going to be a big disagreement between uh, leadership in the House and Senate, Phil Baruth and Jill Krowinski, in regard to paid family leave. Yeah, this has, of course, been a very big priority of the House of Representatives, even before um, House Speaker Jill Krowinski was Speaker, um, you know, dating back back years. Uh, right now, you know, the uh, Phil Baruth says that, you know, at least as of right now, paid family leave is off the table. Uh, there is a new payroll tax that's going to be going into effect um, you know, split between employers and employees to fund the child care subsidies to really shore up the, the child care system, which is designed to be uh, a big boon to our workforce and to help working families. Uh, that's also sort of the intent of the, the paid family leave plan. Uh, but, you know, as of right now, seeing, you know, the, the devastation from the flooding, um, you know, the COVID cash going away, sort of the, the tightening of our, our financial belt, so to speak, at least that's what the governor has said, um, you know, on the Senate side of things, they're thinking we're going to, you know, this isn't necessarily like we, what we saw during the, the Great Recession of, of 08, but they said, you know, we're, we're back to normal budgeting times. And, you know, there is a limit to what, what we can afford. So they say, at least for now, um, that that'll be off the table. But so the bill right now is in the Senate. It passed through the House last year. Since it's the second year of the biennium, the Senate could take it up, um, but we'll see if they take testimony on it or if they, they take a look at it. But um, I, I don't know if we'll see that right away. Now, one issue, Calvin, that is not probably something that Vermonters across the state are like yearning for this to happen. So it's not probably the highest thing on the on radar, like, geez, fix our public safety issue or something like that. But the pay raise from last year that was proposed was important to a lot of the legislators and I know there were some that were just furious at Governor Scott for for vetoing that Governor Ruth uh, Governor 
State Senator Ruth Hardy from Madison <laughs> County was Good one word. of the ones who was who was very unhappy with the governor, and she has indicated that we're coming back. What do you think will happen there? I mean, again, it's it's not like the highest issue on the radar, but it's a, certainly a hot political issue because they wanted to essentially double their pay last year. And uh, do you think that they will come back with something similar in an election year, or will it be a really watered-down pay raise? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I mean, this was definitely – this was a, a priority, albeit, you know, to your point, not as high or not as big of a priority as the, the other policies we've been talking about. Um, but they said, you know, they will try to give this another crack this year, um, you know, albeit in a, in a much watered-down version. I mean, you know, just looking at, you know, the, and I think many of them would, would point to, many lawmakers would point to the work um, with the flooding that happened this past summer. Um, you know, many of them were still working around the clock, you know, trying to connect constituents with resources and things like that um, and to help out with the flooding. So, you know, I think there, there still is an appetite within the state house to, to try to, you know, uh, increase uh, state lawmaker wages and, and benefits. Um, to the health care piece, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where that will land. I know that also did raise some concerns last year. Um, I, I think we will see another proposal like this. Uh, again, I don't know if this is the first thing they're going to be taking up. This might be something like last year we see sort of bubble up near the middle to end of the legislative session. But uh, but certainly I think, you know, it is it is still on the table, but albeit in a, a watered down or a, 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 a smaller version. But I guess we'll have to see what the exact text of the bill will look like. We're talking to Calvin Cutler. He is a star reporter for WCX News covering the Vermont State Legislature, which starts tomorrow. If you've got a question for Calvin Cutler, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. Calvin, what else do you see as um, an issue that we might not jump out at us as as something that's going to be high on the radar? But there's always, a lot of times there's a surprise issue. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few of them that really haven't gotten talked about recently. But, I mean, I think, you know, some of them, um, you know, the juvenile justice system, um, that's another big one. The, there was, of course, the, the ruling on the Newbury facility, which that can go forward uh, in the town of Newbury to, to hold, uh, you know, young offenders. Um, but at the same time, they're also moving forward with this facility in Middlesex, uh, which was built after Tropical Storm Irene to, to try to, you know, um, house young offenders. So I think the, the criminal justice conversation about raise the age and youthful offender, I think, you know, there's going lawmakers will be looking at that as well. Um, and then, I've, of course, I think, you know, the, the big one we really haven't even talked about yet is um, the, the uh, general assistance program or the, the hotel motel program. Uh, right. and what's going to happen when funding runs out in April? Um, you know, I think last we heard there was anywhere from maybe 1,000 to 1,100 people that were still in hotels, and that funding runs out on April 1st. So it's going to be uh, interesting. You know, lawmakers and, and the administration, uh, the Scott administration, has been working to try to find some sort of housing for people, even if it is, you know, congregate shelters or um, things like that. So that's something that, you know, we'll be looking to as well come springtime in the Budget Adjustment Act of how much money will they still be putting aside for this program. Well, and do you think, um, obviously, it's going to have an impact, but the December 1st letter uh, from the Department of Taxes projecting, you know, 18% increase in, in property taxes, uh, coupled with the fact that, that for the first time in many, many years, usually when they check in in December with their projections, they see 
extra revenue for sales and use and rooms and meals, those two consumption taxes, there's no extra revenue uh, coming in. So it's going to be tight this year, isn't it? Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's been funny reading all of the, the uh, you know, the tax returns and the, you know, the agency of administration puts out these, these letters, basically. Here's, mm-hmm. here's where we stand with tax collections. Some months they've been over, some months they've been under. It's been kind of hot and cold a little bit. Uh, so it's, it's been de- definitely difficult to predict. Um, I mean, to your point, yeah, there's definitely been a lot happening on the local level with school spending. And, um, you know, COVID cash on the local level has gone away. But as I mentioned, health care costs uh, and health care inflation, which is a national uh, trend here, but that's uh, really taken a toll. You know, there, there is that 18.5%. So we'll have to see what happens on town meeting day. Schools are putting, uh, school districts are putting their, their proposals together, and ultimately town meeting day voters are going to have to give them the thumbs up or the thumbs down. But, you know, state lawmakers are already messaging to local districts to, to tighten your belt because this is a, a shared responsibility, you know, a, among everybody to try to, try to bring down that, that property tax rate. But again, though, coming out of the pandemic, there is still an immense need in schools, um, you know, mental health. Uh, services for kids and, and special education and other things. Um, you know, we, we did speak with uh, the Senate pro- President Pro Tem the other day, and he says that, you know, it's there is no way that Vermonters will see the 18.5% um, uh, property tax increase. And, you know, it'll come at the end of the session when we finally uh, agree on the yield bill, um, which is one of the last bills that, that gets across the finish line. But, you know, he says he expects it to be in single digits. There will be an increase. But he expects it to be in the single digits, and he said closer to zero than ten. Well, you think though that that's still. Um, we had Phil Bruce on the yeah. show the other day, and you think that that still has got to be top of mind, as they say, for the legislature. Just the fact that that number is still the, probably the highest po- number of potential increase that we've that we've seen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a huge increase, even if it is just a potential or it's back of the napkin math, whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, there definitely is a lot of sticker shock there. And I think, you know, that's something that, you know, the, the uh, Senator Baruth was pretty clear about. Like, this is something that the legislature and the administration are going to have to come to the table right now, um, because, you know, as he said, there's there's no way that people can afford 18 and a half percent. So there is definitely a, a lot of concern. And that is going to be a, a pretty big deal as well. So I'll be, you know, the Ways and Means Committee, uh, you know, kind of normally heats up sort of halfway through the session. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on their work uh, at the beginning of the session as well. Uh, one person I believe, I, I feel certain that will be, unless he's got some other obligation, that you will see up in the gallery or somewhere during the governor's State of the State speech on Thursday will be the mayor of Burlington. I think he's always there, but uh, we know that he is making noise about at least that he's considering taking on Governor Scott uh, next in this election cycle in November. Um, what do you think of that? Uh, is that is that something you might grab him in the hallway and get his reaction to the speech, or what do you think? Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, I'll totally, you know, pull him aside when, when we see him. Um, you know, again, I think, he, as you mentioned, he's, he's expressed interest in running. It's tough to say what that race would look like. I mean, over and over, Governor Scott, you know, has is polled as the most popular governor in the country. He gets most of his support from Democrats. Um, you know, certainly the mayor of Burlington has a, a long history in town. 
Boston has accomplished many things over the years, but, uh, you know, when, when you look at how that race could shape up, you know, I think there's a number of ways that either could say, hey, this was working in Burlington, this isn't working in Burlington, or, hey, this, we couldn't do this in Burlington because we didn't have the resources, you know, from the state. So I think it would be an interesting race, um, you know, but I think a lot of people, at least that I've spoken with, have said that it probably, you know, at least as of right now, would, would fall in the governor's favor. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to see if we see, you know, Moreau Weinberger around the state house. you know, what those conversations will look like if he's talking with lawmakers, if he's, uh, you know, rallying or trying to lobby support. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. But, I mean, I think that is one, one big question that, that still is sort of casting over, you know, the, the legislative session. But, uh, yeah, when, when I see him, I'll definitely be speaking with him. And, Calvin, it does. We're talking to Calvin Cutler from WCAX News. It does look like Vermont will not be going down the path of Colorado and Maine, and uh, the Secretary of State will not be attempting, or the legislature, at least it appears, uh, to keep Trump off the ballot uh, on town meeting day. That, that is correct. Yeah, I mean, this is something that, you know, there's, it depends on how your state constitution is, is formed. Um, but, you know, here in Vermont, um, you know, there is no official challenge. I spoke with the Secretary of State, uh, Sarah Copeland-Hansis, uh, late last week, and, and she said that, you know, we potentially at one point were potentially named as, um, you know, as, as potentially being sued, but we were actually, at least as of right now, you know, here we are on, on Tuesday morning, we have not yet been served. Uh, so that could change, but, um, you know, as of right now, uh, you know, the, the former president will still be here on the ballot, um, you know, on, on town meeting day. And uh, I also understand, Calvin, that there is a public forum coming up on public safety, on the issue of public safety. Uh, have you heard anything about that? I, I think that I don't think the legislature, in my view, is not going to get away with just taking on a uh, uh, safe injection site, so-called safe injection site. There is a lot more that the legislature, I think, could do in terms of changing laws. Not the only answers, but... What are you hearing about that issue? And, and, and my understanding is they've got a public safety forum set up for a week or two from now. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And, and we did talk about the safe injection sites, but I think it's you know important to realize that there's a lot. You know, it's such a complex and really multi-dimensional issue that you know intersects with housing, mental health, um, you know, food security. I mean, all of these. There's a lot of really complex human services challenges that that really kind of intersect here. So I don't want to be reductive and, and say it's just about, you know, the safe injection sites. You know, but, I mean, in terms of, you know, what the Judiciary Committee uh, in the House will be taking up, I mean, there's a, a retail theft bill that, that they'll be looking at to potentially raise the penalties and, and try to deter people from, from retail repeat retail theft. Um, and I think the other big one we'll be hearing about, you know, especially at this, this public safety hearing, is more funding for the judiciary as well to try to alleviate this court backlog. Um, you know, something that there's, you know, people, as we've you know, heard many times on this program and others, you know, people will, you know, offend and then they'll be, you know, released on conditions or they'll be sort of put through the, the ringer, so to speak, um, for months and months. Uh, they're hoping, the legislature's hoping that if they put more funding toward public defenders, toward state's attorneys, and to expedite the approval process um, for appointing for, for judges, that that can help move, help move people through the system a little quicker. So I think that's, that's part of it. And then, you know, when we talk about public safety, you know, a lot of that also will get back to housing and Act 250 
uh, you know, as I said, a lot of these these issues are, are interrelated. But I think we'll, that's something, sort of a, a taste of what we'll hear at that public safety hearing as well. All right, Calvin Cutler, he's getting ready, gearing up, ready to report on the first day of the Vermont legislature starting tomorrow. Calvin, thanks for being on the Morning Drive. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. You betcha. Thanks, uh, and we'll be looking forward to uh, watching your reports from Montpelier. Thanks a lot, Calvin. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with Fox News. Uh, Rich is in for Amanda with the local headlines, and we'll be back 